the MMAniacs podcast brought to you by Team Link of Hookset, New Hampshire. They're located at 1338 Hookset Road in Hookset, and their phone number is 603-641-3444. Their website is www.teamlinkhooksetnh.com. Uh, I've been training in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for about 20 years, and for the last four years I've been training at Team Link, and it's one of the best schools I've ever trained at. Um, there's a lot of great instructors over there. There's no knuckleheads whatsoever. A lot of people there that are trying to help you get better at whatever it is that you want to study. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, boxing, kickboxing, mixed martial arts, karate, whatever it is that you want to study for martial arts, they've got somebody there to teach you the right way to do it. Uh, so if you go there, you tell them that the MMAniacs podcast sent you. They'll give you a free T-shirt and 30 free days to try out the school. Uh, again, their phone number is 603-641-3444, and their website is teamlinkhooksetnh.com. You're listening to the MMAniacs with Nick David and Matt Kona. Right, it's the Emma Maniacs podcast. Nick David, Matt Kona, and we are going to talk about a whole bunch of stuff today. Round two. Round two. Welcome to the second episode, folks. We're so glad that you could join us again. Thank you for coming out. This is the uh, we're we're following up after one ninety five. Actually, Nick, you and I have spent a lot of time together in the uh, in the new year so far. We recorded. Round one of this podcast, uh, shortly before, uh, New Year's Eve, and then we yep. performed comedy together at the Davis Square Theater. That is correct. And, uh, where I will also be as part of Roast Battle on January 28th. Tickets at bostoncomedyfest.com. Go check that out. <laughs> and then you came over, we watched our first, uh, UFC pay-per-view together. Very, uh, enjo- very enjoyable card. It, it, on paper, it might have seemed like a sort of a letdown to UFC 194 because UFC 94 was, a very, was awesome on paper. Yeah, yeah, it was a very different looking card on paper from UFC 194. And sounding, <laughs> if you're in the MGM Grand, yeah, you know. I can imagine. I can imagine <laughs> a few less Irish people there. Although Joe Duffy, you know, he, he, he brought he brought them out. I'm sure he brought out a few. He he probably maybe brought more Fight Pass subscribers out <laughs> than he did to Vegas. Oh yeah. To I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of a lot of fight a lot of new new subscribers to Fight Cat Pass yeah. signed up because of him for sure. Yeah. It, it in in the post fight press conference, it they broke new records for uh, viewership on Fight Pass for one fight for that event, which it's was surprising. originally yeah originally supposed to be a Dublin main event, rescheduled uh, due to a head injury sustained by Duffy in training late. Late very sparring, late camp sparring, which is a very controversial thing in MMA, and also nearly impossible to police people. Uh, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but that, <laughs> that's a topic that um, one of the uh, our listeners, Paul Landwehr, shout out to Paul Landwehr. He's a New Hampshire comedian and big time MMA fan. Uh, we're going to do a question segment later. 
But right now, let's just wrap up the uh, how we did for our picks. Now, last week on the podcast, <laughs> we only picked the, the main and the semi-main event. Yep. And I did. I went back and listened to the round one, and you're right. I I originally had had picked Stipe. I don't know what happened. I don't know why I why I changed my mind. But think- for whatever reason, I changed my mind. I tried to, you know. Uh, I've been, I've been watching, uh, Orlovsky since his very first fight. I was, at, I was at his very building. first fight. Yeah, I was at, it was at the, at the Trump Taj down in, uh, Atlantic City. So I was at his very first fight. It was, uh, UFC 28, I think. Um, wow. and I've always been such a big fan of his that I think that I was like, you know, I was like voting for nostalgia, I think. You know? Well, I mean, when he, when he, but when you he, voted against nostalgia. Uh, <laughs> You chose Stipe on the podcast. I know. But, so I chose, no, but because, alright, just to yeah, This is a confusing, this is a confusing thing that it's, it took us a minute to figure out. It, you actually figured it out because I didn't. Right. I, I knew that you had chosen Stipe and I chose Orlovsky for the sake of the podcast. I like to be a contrarian so we can see how, how we're doing right. in, in our picks. And if we both are on the same page, it's different. But I, in my heart, picked Miocic all the way after his dismantling of Mark Hunt yeah. back in New Zealand yeah, uh, on a Fight Pass event. And just, I don't know, he, he's a badass guy, you know? He's Cleveland, it's gritty, he's a firefighter, he has no intentions of not being a firefighter. He's just a real focused guy. And then, yeah, I'm celebrating in the room because everyone picked Orlovsky. <laughs> And then I realized that I picked Orlovsky to go contrary to you, That's but you funny. didn't remember your on-air selection, so you chose him. And so that you are the reason that I didn't win my uh, ten picks in one event trophy case. Oh my goodness! For my fantasy, you <laughs> sure smashed that event. I got nine out of twelve picks. Just you got saying. nine out of twelve, and I got two out of twelve. <laughs> I got one pick and one perfect. Yeah. Well, I I I got. Three the perfect. perfect. I, the perfect I got was the the fight in the card that I was least interested. <laughs> right. In. <laughs> yep. Which was the uh, I believe they were straw, straw weights. Weight, yeah. yeah. Straw weights about. Um, very one-sided show to open the card. Westcott just pummeled Garcia KO three twelve of round one. Yes, yes. Uh, the second one, my first pick, the most points I scored in the night with my decision split decision win Tanaka over Joe Soto, who cannot catch a break since debuting in a title fight Such on twenty four a- hour notice in a TJ Dillshaw and giving him a better fight than Henan Barrow gave him last time. Almost, you know, yeah. he lasted four rounds. But he's come up short his last two fights. Uh, it, it was an exciting fight, but one of many controversial split decisions. Uh, to and set you, the tone you for the picked, night. uh, you picked Tanaka on that one? Yeah, by decision. Yeah, yeah I picked, I picked Soto. I thought, uh, this due. is gonna be the one. He's due. This is gonna be the one. He's due. He's had a rough go at it. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick him for this fight. It was a, yeah. So I felt I felt sad for him. <laughs> yeah, and in addition to the um, three straight UFC losses, he also lost a grappling match in Metamoris as well. But um, right, right, or it might and have who, been the who, big jujitsu term, it, something where he stuck out on the card. And uh, apologies to Joe Soto, he'll be back. Uh, Th- that's a tough division to to battle yourself back from, especially when you're starting in the title fight. You know, yeah, the that's whole one thirty five. Throw him right in the tank. right in the mix. Here you go. Here's your, mm. <laughs> your first match. That's pretty brutal. Absolutely. Pretty we don't brutal. have to go through each of the picks and all of my 
green glory for the zero dollars that I made off this, but um, we'll get to the main event because there's not that much to be said about Arlovsky, Miocic. I think Stipe has earned number one contender fight for the the winner of Kane and Verdum. Yeah, I think for sure. I think for sure. Uh, you know, some would argue uh, Overeem. Uh, just because of that, that knockout of the former number one who contender, beat Stipe who last beat Stipe. year as well. So, so some might argue decision, that, but yeah, but, uh, over him so hot and cold that I feel like Stipe should step over him. Right. And that was by all accounts, uh, it was a spectacular knockout, but what a boring round one. It was just Overeem finding, yeah. finding the distance with, uh, playing, you know, the waiting game and then hitting, uh, Dos Santos. And also Overeem is a free agent right now. So yeah, I don't know, think that's going to mean anything. It, I think he, I think it's going to mean he'll get a better, I think he'll get a better paycheck because I'm, he might, he might like, entertain an offer from Bellator just so he can show it to the UFC and go, look, they're offering me, you know, 300 grand for two fights and you guys yeah. are offering me 200 grand for two fights. So, uh, but what about this for left fields? What about glory? Cause Overeem is a kickboxer and glory lost their network. They're not on spike TV anymore. They're relegated to pre tapes on ESPN three. So he is a big name by all sorts. Of course. Beat Brock Lesnar. He was a huge name in kickboxing. He's from the Netherlands where kickboxing is arguably uh, one of the biggest sports over there. That, well, could, that could be seen, a shot in the arm. You've seen may or may not let him compete in kickboxing because I know that there's a lot of there's a lot of fighters in the UFC that are jujitsu guys and they let those guys compete, but they're not getting. It's not viewed as a, as a, as much. There's not as much of an audience for that, so I think they're not as worried about pe- people losing interest in fighters if they lose on a grappling match mm-hmm. as opposed to losing in a. You know, if there's there's a lot of more crossover. combat sport, right. right? There's there's probably more crossover in people that watch kickboxing and MMA than there is that watch jujitsu and MMA. Right? Uh, there's probably more fighters that watch both kickboxing and uh, so if he lost a kickboxing match, might, and but plus, the UFC you know, has no say if he's a free agent. I'm just right. Saying. Well, what here's what I'm saying is that they might let him do that. I, I, he wouldn't. I don't think. They, I don't think they can offer him enough money to compete with the UFC. I don't think Glory Most likely can. not. But, unless they were going after, because they needed a superstar so badly, uh, a face of the franchise, so to speak. Right. Well, you it know. could be. I mean, I really don't know what they have for money, but they don't have UFC money. There's yeah. no, there's no, boxing's the only one that can compete financially with the UFC as far as combat sports go. Right. Uh, but what might happen is, uh, he could get an offer from Bellator and Bellator could say, look, you can still, you can fight in glory if you want. So we can offer you the 200 grand sure, that they've the, worked together in the past. Right. So, um, we can offer you the 200 grand that the UFC is off. And I'm just making these numbers yeah, up. Yeah. I don't know what these numbers are. We can offer you the 200 grand that the UFC was offering you for two fights, but you can also fight two fights in glory while you're under our banner, you know, and make another 80 grand in those two fights or whatever, yeah. whatever it is, you know? Yeah. So they might be able to sweeten the deal that way, but who knows? He's, you know, there's a lot of equity in, uh, having your name out in the most popular organization for mixed martial arts in the country. Absolutely. In the world. Yeah. Uh, I know, still think Stipe gets it over him. He's higher ranked. He's still under contract. Whereas Overeem, they could, 
You know, well, I think they don't, was, I don't. Th- I, I think, think they, he was above him in the rankings already. I have to go back Stipe and look was. at him. But yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say I think Stipe was above him in the rankings already. So I don't think his knockout of Dos Anjos, uh, Dos Anjos, Dos Santos, Dos Santos. It was uh, on the Dos Anjos card. Yeah, yeah, right. There was a lot of <laughs> when that card was happening. There was a lot of mispronouncing of both names. Yeah, there was, was Dos. When those I was things. talking to people about it, it was like I had to constantly correct it, but. uh I don't feel like his that fight warranted him jumping over the top of Miocic, and I, I think don't think that, so either. And Miocic just disposed of disposed of Arlovsky so viciously. I mean, hmm. and it was after he missed three straight lefts. <laughs> He's just like ah, getting frustrated and hit him right behind the ear. Boom. Well, here's the funny thing: Lofsky is I put, think I think Travis. Sorry, I mean interrupt. No, you. no, no. I think Travis Brown is a better fighter than both of those guys. But you know, I really think his his Going and, and training with uh, with Zach Rousey's Rack. camp is is definitely affected him because you can't. There's no better training than Jackson Winklejohn. You're not going to. Oh, get, have you heard of SBG? And I- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're going to get your TriStar, your you know Militech, uh, you know your Team Black Alpha House, Male. Team Alpha Male, Black Zillion, Black Zillion, American Top ATA. Team, who just opened up this yeah. incredible facility too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, America, uh, AKA, AKA, yeah. uh, so, AKA Thailand. So there's a, you know, out of all those places, those are all great places to train. You could train in any of them, but there's one place you don't hear mentioned in great places to train. <laughs> yeah, but it's a great place to meet a gal. Uh, <laughs> right. Maybe we'll see Ronda Rousey it's in a, Boston. It's a great place to meet the, the, the face of the UFC. The biggest, uh, Maybe the biggest draw of, of all time. We'll see. The, it's debatable, but she yeah, sort, well. certainly brought the most. Uh, you know, when you're having fights announced on Good Morning America, that's a crazy. Did you ever think that would happen when no. you were at your first UFC event? You know, you ever thought? No, I could. It was impossible to get any information about anything. You couldn't get. You couldn't get clothing. You couldn't get. Like I wanted to get a tap out shirt. 15 years ago you couldn't get a tap you had you know you had to you had to send them a a, a mail self address yeah you have to send them a self address to get a tap out t-shirt and then slowly really slowly some places started to filter in a couple of t-shirts like a place like a spencer's or a uh or a uh I don't know what the sporting goods store or any kiosk at the mall. Yeah, Yeah, Sports 30 sells Reebok fight kits now, but we don't have any merch yet. But if we did, you could find out about it at our Twitter at MMAniacsPod and email us any questions. MMAniacsPodcast at gmail.com. If you had questions about how did we score the fight, who did we choose in the main event of 195? And I'll say just... For the record, my pick was Lawler by third round KO. Right before they announced, um, I almost said the verdict, the decision for <laughs> uh, the main event. Was it you that asked me or our friend John Paul? But they asked who I had, and it wasn't just because I picked Lawler, but I said Lawler by decision, despite the disparity in strikes thrown to Condit. And he and he won it, you know. He won it in. Yeah, I think that was a little bit of a little bit of a robbery. Okay, uh, I think it was a close decision. I don't know. If, I don't think it was a robbery. I think it was just a close because I, I was reading the uh, the unified rules of mixed martial arts, and it says that judges 
are to consider strikes that have more impacts, more pain delivered right. than the volume of strikes. Because, I mean, a lot of condits were sort of like elbows brushing away. You know, it wasn't like thrown. Because if you threw 500 hard strikes, I don't know if you even get to the fifth round. You yeah. punch yourself out, especially against the guy like Lawler who didn't throw even 300. He threw 177, I think, and he yeah. landed 77 strikes. I mean, he for sure is, is is throwing more pertinent, more impactful, more uh, dev- devastating strikes, for sure. Yeah, and it's less uh, of a variety. He wasn't throwing elbows, barely any kicks. Right. You know? I mean, there's a lot to say. You know, I mean, that's, you know... That is that is part of the artistic part of mixed martial arts. You know, that's when right. you're when you're when you're have so many different weapons to throw. I mean, Carlos had, Condit. This is he's like a video game. If you play street like the old the Street Fighter, <laughs> where you could hit like seven punch combos, because it's like he's hitting you with his fist, his wrist, his elbow, <laughs> throw a shoulder at you, and then it, you know. It's unbelievable the volume that was thrown. I mean, yeah. and that's why at the end of the fifth round, one of the most epic rounds of all time, yeah, they're both nuts. gassed up against the cage. That was, that was like pretty... they got busted spray painting walls. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, and Herb Dean was putting them under, actually Big John, I think, was the, up against uh, the wall. Right that's funny because he's a cop. Too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or was. LAPD. Probably, probably isn't still, but. No, he is not still a cop. <laughs> it, I can imagine the days off would get a little bit annoyed yeah. if you're like, hey, I'm going to... Uh. Well, they have reserves. Like, you can still technically be a cop, you know, but only So if there's, do, like, a like, new like, riot, run. Big John might... Right. If there's this a, black plastic there's a new riot on. event. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. Whatever. I lost my screen of open tabs. So we uh, talked a little bit about uh, about 195... Yes. Um, and there aren't any UFC events until UFC Fight Night 81 in Boston on January 17th. But there's a couple of other promotions running events, including our first ever promotion on the podcast. That's right. The first promotion that we're going to be covering, uh, it's CES MMA and, uh, 32. And and, and I like it because they use Roman numerals, but they're, XXII, and I know that that means 32. <laughs> There's not a lot of Roman numerals I can really uh, decipher too well, but that's one of them. And if you want free tickets, if you're in the Lincoln, Rhode Island area, it's going to be going down January 8th, this Friday, at the Twin Rivers Casino. And for more information, if you don't get tickets in time, uh, CESMMA.com. If you'd like tickets, all you have to do is follow us on Twitter, at Pod, we will pick our uh, winner from those followers. If you're especially wanting to, to win, just tweet at us with the hashtag CESMMAXXXII. And do capitalize. Come on. These are numerals here. Don't be lazy. Don't be lazy with your eyes, people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't have a lazy eye. Hey. Hey, yo. Get those cor- corrective lenses strapped in. What is that Kona doing? And, uh, oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. I'm strange. I got some. I got some puns. All right. Uh, and well, let's just go through the card. We'll, we're going to do a, a special round two and a half, 
where we take some audio from some of the fighters and break it down with the results of the fight, which you can also watch uh, on Axis TV. Yeah, we're going to be recording. Uh, we're going to be uh, recording while we're at the fight, so we might record some commentary as we're watching the fight. So yeah, we're we'll going to be some natural I, reactions. I think we're going to be ringside, so um, uh, you know we'll see. We'll see what we can what we can muster up there, and then we're, we'll be at the. Uh, at the press conference afterwards, and then uh, the owners of CS also invite us to an after party. So I'm sure there'll be a lot of fighters and entourage, and maybe um, some people that we know and some people that you know that we can talk to uh, and get a little, get some little audio clips from those folks. And maybe my favorite, which is just weirdos you meet in a coin-operated slot machine casino which uh can be fun there's a taco bell that'll be a new, new segment that will that will do where we just travel down to the casino and yeah because hey do you have any idea that people's faces were being punched in as we uh go by, through this? by the by <laughs> as you continually were shoving quarters into this machine did you know that right down the hall people were getting the shit knocked out of these themselves <laughs> Uh, but there are two title fights. Uh, lightweight champion Luis Felix is taking on Ryan Sanders. Battle of Rhode Island versus Maine. And Ryan Sanders is from Bangor, Maine. Uh, co-main event is the World Welterweight Championship with Gil de Fritas from Brazil against Chris Curtis from Cincinnati. Yes, sir. Uh, and Gil, uh, Gil trains at, uh, at Team Link, uh, which is the same same uh, school that I train under. It's a different different place. He trains in Worcester and Ludlow, I believe. Mm-hmm. But he trains right alongside uh, UFC great heavyweight Gabriel Gonzaga. Does a lot of training with those guys. Um, uh, Marco Alvin and Ricardo Funch, who's also a, a former MMA, well, a former UFC fighter. I think he's still doing MMA. Nice. Um, How many uh, Team Link locations are there oh there's a lot there's uh, somewhere between seven and ten okay maybe more they're all uh, links together i get it I get hey, it. hey. <laughs> he's got them he's I'll got be here. pockets full of them folks I'll be here all night <laughs> try the fish <laughs> um i will not be eating fish on this night so uh so yeah, Gil, Gil trains at Team Lake. There's also another guy on the same card, Taylor Trahan, who I've trained with, uh, personally a lot over the course of the last four years. He's, he's been training at Team Link, but the one that was originally in Manchester, New Hampshire, uh, which is now in Hookset, New Hampshire, but, uh, we both trained under, uh, Alexander Moreno for several years until he left a couple years ago. Uh, Taylor's a Vermont guy, but he would drive down two, three times a week. He would make a two-hour trek from Vermont down to Manchester to train with uh, with some of the best guys around at Team Link. So awesome! Um, he's going against a Boston boy in the featherweight division, Kyle Boschinak. Boschinak. Bosniak. Bosniak. Oh, we're jumping around a little bit. Um, heavyweights, Josh Diekman versus Ashley Gooch. Gooch in it. Gooch. Cody Nordby versus Derek Shorey. Another, ooh, that's an all main slobber knocker. Five and three records. <laughs> Nordby <laughs> from Cumberland. Boy, these names are killing me. I'm having a hard time with Gooch and not, what is it? Nobby? Yeah, well, these guys may have been pranking us. They may, when they filled yeah, right. out their, like, the athletic <laughs> form, they're like, uh, 
And in the co-main event, we've got Jack Meoff. Right. It's like when somebody signs up for an open mic and then leaves. Oh, man, I've done that. (laughs) Or don't do that. That's also It also happened at an open mic recently where someone wrote the name of a notorious comedian who recently died and the person hosting did not know that or who the comedian was. So it was just kind of weird a weird vibe in the room when they're like is this is this guy here and they were like uh depends if you're spiritual (laughs) Uh, let's not talk about was it a local comic that yeah 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 it's okay that's really fucked up yeah i mean he was i could see if somebody comic is a strong word still not oh boy you know there's lots of personalities in um stand-up comedy especially open mics. Open mic. It's a land where you can do literally anything. And uh, as long as you've got a pen that works, you can sign your name on a list, which you cannot do for fighting. Thankfully, it is regulated. Oh, that's right. Thank God regulated. there's a little more regulation there. That, um, <laughs> Imagine if there was an MMA open mic. That'd be great. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. What's your weight? Okay. Yeah. Sign up here and you'll be fighting him. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's just go through the rest of the card. Um, Manny Bermudez versus Evan Parker. Uh, Chino, and that's a, also a featherweight belt, belt bout. Oh, God. All these names, but I can't pronounce them. I can't pronounce the, the, the words outside of the names. There's a bantam mate, bantamweight fight. God <laughs> damn it. Cody Norby versus Derek Shorey. Another bantamweight fight. Rico DeSulo. Versus Chino Duran, back at featherweight for James Murren from South Boston, where we are recording in the Side 2 studio, uh, our, my home base. Check out Side2Studio.com. Uh, so James Murren is taking on Mac Kelleher from New York. Classic Boston versus New York, although center reach New York is probably not where they mean. Get your baseball hats out. <laughs> uh, Pat McCrohan versus Mike Rodriguez in the uh, middleweight division, and then ooh, we got we got a flyweight scrap. David Baxter, one and zero of Bellingham, against making his pro debut, Joshua Ricci of Cortland, New York, and then opening up the card also at flyweight, Nick I. Ayakafano is from Providence. It's Italian. Versus Lue Ashkar, 1-0 from Syracuse. So, uh, and who knows? Hallelujah. Maybe Dana White will be looking for a fight at, at some of these. Right. Is that, is you, that the name of the show? Yeah. Is did that you, the name of the show? Did you watch um, either of those? Because I haven't. I've only seen the original. I've only seen the pilot that they did. The Sage with, Northcutt one? Yeah, the Sage Northcutt. Yeah. Mm. I've only seen that, and I haven't seen anything else. But there's, is it available on Fight Pass it's now? It's on Fight Pass now. And there's two more episodes? There's just one more episode that's on Fight Pass now. What it's going to be is it's going to be a YouTube show, so it's going to be free for everyone to check oh, out. Oh, okay. And, that's a good but move. it doesn't come out on YouTube until the 11th of January, 2016. Huh. Uh, but it's interesting because there's... He goes to see a couple of fights, uh, one in Philly and one in New Jersey. And after one of the fights, a guy making his pro debut, I don't have the name, but um, I'll refrain from saying his name anyway because he's not yet signed to the UFC. So he's he's still making his name in the sport, so it's okay that I don't 
have it to mention, but he called out CM Punk on the on the microphone. Oh, is that what the, I keep seeing? A, I keep seeing a, a an article that pops keeps popping up in my news feed that says we think we have a fight for CM Punk. And yeah, and so Dana White, you know, he said, uh, "I'm interested." And here's the thing: if they're going to bother to produce this sort of reality show where they're going to get fights, they're going to be using footage from fighters that they do choose. And the second fight, um, and I do apologize for not knowing this one offhand. As I said, I just had my app crash on me. But um, he's going to be fighting on the preliminary card on Fight Pass for the Bader Anthony Rumble Johnson upcoming oh. Fox card. So mm. that's cool because that's how Sage North got. He was in the 192 prelims on Fight Pass. And he sort of worked his way up from yeah, there. Yeah. So this guy that they scouted and Dana mentioned as being interested in CM Punk is not yet signed. Nothing has been announced. But somewhat of a development from this week's Anakin Florian podcast. I'm citing sources. They were doing an interview with Anthony Pettis, who is training uh, right, with CM Punk. He trains with Rufus, right. Yep. And yeah. he, um, he said that it's looking like Punk will make his mixed martial arts debut in the UFC over a year in the making in the summertime. Now, my prediction is that it happens at UFC 199 and not 200. I think hmm. if they wanted to do 200, they could go crazy with it and it would bring a lot of eyes to it. It would set all the records. But like Luke Rockhold mentioned this in an interview who he wants doesn't to want be to be on, on 199. 199. Yeah. Who wants to be on he said, he said, put me on 198 or 200, but not 199. <laughs> yeah. yeah but funny. if you have CM Punk and even, yeah, I think it would be, it wouldn't be a main event because you don't, he's not going to go debut doing five rounds. Not that I he's think that not, it would go should, five rounds. Uh, yeah, but, but from a, <laughs> listen, Nick, I know we differ on this, but yeah. this is just, the UFC is Zufa. They're an entertainment group. It's not about the best martial arts. They want to get people eyes on the product. I think 2015 was a record year for the UFC in terms of all the new fans that, that got super into it and, and have been following it. And they have to do things like having CM Punk be the co-main event of a card in his debut. Just... And I think the main event will be Demetrius Johnson because people always give him shit as not being a draw. Yeah. And this is almost like a, a nice bonus listen, for that. Listen, everything you're saying makes complete financial <laughs> sense. It totally makes sense as far as promoting the promotion. Mm -hmm. I get all that. The problem that I have is as a staunch mixed martial arts fan, I don't give a fuck about seeing this guy fight. If it was, look, th here's what I think that the UFC should do. They should make some sort of like celebrity MMA event that's like a separate thing. I'd watch like a, that. Like a rock and jock? Yeah. I totally would watch that. I'd watch all of it. I'd watch, you know, whatever. Who knows what? Who knows, who knows what? You know, Rush Limbaugh versus. That's almost like LARPing, you know, for yeah, like, right. <laughs> the rock to be in there and be like, well, I'm doing movies, but. I am the toughest movie star, and I will 
put you in your place. Right, <laughs> you know? but I don't, so, but I don't want it to interfere with when I want to watch serious mixed martial arts. I don't want to see a guy that doesn't have an MMA record. You have no experience. He's never had any fighting experience his whole life. Yeah. He didn't do amateur wrestling. But he's not. He didn't a do karate. Guy. He's not just a guy though. He's he's a guy that left. He's a guy that wrestling. Fake fights. Fa- he, okay, he, that fake fights. So go ahead. But he left. He left. But it's all about getting new fans over because I started as a wrestling fan and then I got into mixed martial arts in a huge way and that's my main thing now. You know, like I'll watch wrestling. I don't watch it nearly as much as I once did and I'm mostly listening to it and looking at my phone in many cases. Right. Whereas with fights, it's different. And if they had... If if WWE had WrestleMania and they had the co-main event be a mixed martial arts match, I think the fans it would be into it. it it's definitely like a different thing, and they might not understand jujitsu from the entertainment value, or they'd just be like, "Oh, they're just grappling around. This is boring." But I think that they're willing, and they have shown in the past that they traveled with Brock Lesnar who arguably was nowhere near as popular as CM Punk was by the time he left WWE. Huh. They traveled with him to UFC, and they set those big records for UFC 100. I mean, so, I, had, I had a big issue with Lesnar coming into the UFC. And but, he's got but, much more reason to be there. But Exactly. I ha- I, 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 he had incredible amateur wrestling credentials, you know? If, you can, if, you, if you're that kind of a beast wrestler, you can beat up most people. Period. Absolutely. Just period. You don't have to have any other crazy training. If you, if, if you have impeccable wrestling skills like Brock Lesnar does, I mean, he could beat up most, I mean, obviously he became the heavyweight champion of the world. At one point he was the quote unquote toughest man on the planet. So that. (laughs) Baddest man. (laughs) Right. Yeah, whatever. So, uh, you know, pretty, I mean, that just that just too. that just proves that he didn't have any other any other real combat sports experience when he came into it. He trained in you know, in but you saw his first match. He just ran across the ring and got tapped out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but oh wait, no, no, his first UFC match or his first uh, when he fought the guy in Japan. I forget because uh, he came. He came to the UFC. With the first one UFC your first UFC match. He lost what I was to talking Mir. about to okay. Kamir, Yeah, that's that's what I was talking about. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so, but at the same time, I don't think that having CM Punk be in three rounds, co-main event on a pay-per-view will, it, it will only piss off staunch MMA fans because it was allowed to happen. But I think you'll understand as a businessman, if you had like... Just go get some fights. Go do yeah, some fights. He can't. He can't. He can't go do some fights. Like, he can't be at Twin Rivers Casino because it's like, you know, just... It's 37 years old. If he fights in a fight in front of nobody, it's a huge missed opportunity for people to to make money and bring eyes to the sport. You know, you might be I mean, making seen- a ton of money for Twin Rivers and beer sales one night, but uh there's been a lot of these other, you know, these uh circus act kind of things, you know, they uh, Jose Canseco fought Hongman Choi over in Japan is giant mountain of a human being but the UFC started as a circus act 
But right, but but it was all fighters. That was that's a difference. The the UFC started as it's all people that fight that that are that are confident in their combat abilities. But some of them were fighting in backyards, and you know, CM Punk has fought in backyards. <laughs> you know, wrestling while the outcome is fixed, you still have to do some tough stuff. I know you're not really punching faces and stuff, but he's still a, a there's an probably a lot you have to unlearn. Oh, you know, certainly, yeah, yeah. You're running at someone, somebody's not going to pull their punch on you now. And the octagon does not have the give that uh, I'm sure, a wrestling yeah, right. ring I'm sure it does brings does. But regardless, I mean, we're, we're getting too. I, I'm, I'm getting too into the the, the, the CM We Punk can debate thing. it. We can talk about this for a we're long time. Do, we could spend a whole hour talking about this because I have very pointed <laughs> opinions about it. So do you? Absolutely. Uh, and and we want to hear from you guys and. And we'll weigh yeah, in. Please email us. Send, send us emails to mmapodcast at gmail.com. Mmaniacs, mmaniacs podcast at gmail.com. And check out the YouTube page. We're going to have videos, um, you can comment on. We can troll us. Yeah. And I guess we have an Instagram now too. Is that, yeah, you set which that is up? just mmaniacs. Instagram is easier to get a, uh, a handle on uh, the full thing. So just MMA. I'm excited to be involved in my first, uh, we're going to have to take a, a selfie to celebrate this. I think we're going to have to. <laughs> It'll be our first Instagram, uh, what do you call it there? It's not a tweet. It's a pics. It's a moment. Hmm. Posts. We'll have our Instagram, our first Instagram post. You don't together, call them right? grams because, you know, that seems like you're dealing coke or something, but, or Teddy Grams. Or other kinds of crackers. And also, we're going to do, in addition to the post-fight analysis of CES, we'll um, we'll do some podcasts that are not necessarily time-sensitive, where we discuss issues such as the UFC's Reebok deal. Yeah. Right. Where we we're just talking about CM Punk bringing in Circus X. <laughs> and also, I want to do a segment because Nick, uh, you've been to a ton of events over the years to just go through, go down memory lane and talk about some of the live ones that you've seen. Oh, that'd and be fun. That'd I've be been, real fun. I've been to. Uh, a much smaller uh, amount of them, but um, well, you went to well, you you went to probably the the biggest weekend in UFC yeah, history ever. Absolutely, you know. And I haven't gone back and watched all the fights. I've watched most of 194, but I haven't watched all of the um, Thursday night uh, comp card at the Cosmopolitan, the Namajunas Van Sant fight. But, oh yeah, but it's always it's interesting. And you, but you went to that one live. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was at that one live, and I watched a screening of the tough finale on TV. But uh, while in Vegas, yeah, yeah, while on a roof, while DJ John, DJ John, Demetrius Johnson was ice skating around. That's right at the Cosmopolitan. We'll we'll put that picture on Instagram for sure because I got a photo of uh, Frank Mir and myself, which was oh, uh, nice. I haven't fun. seen that yet. And well, you've got oh yeah, it. you've got a ton of killer uh, photos. We'll, we'll be putting There's on a bunch Instagram. of old, a lot, a lot of old ones. So check that ones. out. When, when you and I went to go to, uh, when we Bellator, went to, right? we went to the Bellator and then we ran into Big John out in the, yeah. in the, uh, back in the casino after the fights were over and I cornered him and I showed him a picture of the two of us from UFC like 32 or 34 or something. It was another, uh, uh, Trump, yeah, in, uh, Atlantic City fight. He was like, holy shit, we were both so young in that picture. <laughs> so, and then got another picture with him. So yeah, it worked it, out. Yeah. You get the updated one. And also, if you're a fan of a very, uh, in addition to being the, the best referee in combat sports, uh, big John McCarthy 
also hosts uh, a podcast called Let's Get It On with Sean McCarthy and uh, John McCarthy and Sean Wheelock, former Bellator commentator and a member of the Kansas City Athletic Commission. Very insightful, uh, especially on rules and regulations of uh, being inside the fight game. All right. Nobody more informed than him. Absolutely. So, and he's we're just goofing some... on stuff. They can get, he can give you the, he can give you the real breakdown. We can just give you our, uh, silly opinion of it. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we'll goof, we'll goof, we'll be serious, but he knows his shit. I've, I've read the, uh, the rule book a couple times and it's, you know, it, to know all those rules and to be in an octagon in such a, you've read the entire, uh, it's not that long. Book? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. How many pages is it? Uh, I don't know. I would say maybe 60 or something. There's actually probably a more updated one because it's the unified rules. And it's really complicated because not it's not the same in all states. Right. For instance, some states allow 12 to 6 elbows. Right, right. Some do not. And then you can't do... Uh, I don't know. There, there's a lot of discrepancies. But for the most part, the UFC isn't going to Kansas. They're not going to Mississippi you know, where some right, of these rules right. are different. They're typically going to the big markets. But the big question, and this sort of just popped up today. I think I saw this on Bloody Elbow. But um, April 23rd is the UFC hold date for Madison Square Garden. And if that doesn't happen, there's going to be uh, Triple G, the, the European, or not even European, I think he's Russian, uh, boxing since card is going to be there. It's going to be an HBO huh. event if the UFC doesn't uh, run there, which uh, there's so ha- a lot of legal red tape about that. Yeah, well, it's, it's a lot of uh, a lot of union stuff that there's a, a lot of the uh, and that's just the restaurant. It's like it's the restaurant workers union or something like that is right. really putting the pressure on uh, like that's why it's not legal. But for 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 the time being, they have um the, they've got a kickboxing body to sanction the the fight if it does happen so it won't be under the New York State Athletic Commission which uh it's it's a whole a whole new box of worms huh. can of worms now in box form <laughs> I don't know. Well, maybe we'll talk about that. We'll, is there, maybe Nick, we'll talk about the can of worms in box form on the next show. No, no. Nick, Nick lives in New Hampshire. I live in Boston. So sometimes we can't get together, especially as, uh, and I hope I'm not jinxing us, as, as the snow starts to fall. Uh, so the, we, we will do, some, we will do some, uh, some episodes where it may not be a timely thing. Say there's no big UFC or Bellator events happening this weekend. You know, we can just discuss things like the Reebok deal or weight cutting, yeah, yeah. freak shows, fond memories, and uh, sometimes we'll, maybe we'll just do questions or dumb shit. Uh, we could do some lots trivia. of dumb shit. We might do lots got, of dumb yeah. shit. I can, I can, I, I sense a lot of dumb shit on the horizon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, what do you do? You want to get to some of the our, our well? Let's talk about. Questions? We'll talk about the. We'll talk about the Cruz Dillashaw interview just for a second. Oh yeah, they they played a pretty, snippet of this. I've only seen the snippet that they played during uh, UFC 195, but there was an interview that was uh, that was uh, uh, mediated by John Anik, and it had uh, T.J. Dillashaw and uh, and Cruz. And, yeah. 
Let me just read a couple of the. Uh, it was pretty. From it. Yeah, go ahead because it, it was pretty brutal. But the, <laughs> he was. He did not. Uh, uh, Cruz did not pull any punches whatsoever, and for the most part, I kind of agreed with most of what he was saying. <laughs> yeah, and this is not the first time they've sort of gone at it. I mean, Cruz came out on the MMA hour, just firing, just throwing daggers at Dillashaw. Dillashaw has sort of uh, not taken the bait, but. When you're face to face, you have to say something. It's hard to shrug it off, yeah. you know. And, and, and you and, can feel the guy's breath on you, and <sighs> spit is coming off his mouth and landing on your sleeve. You have to acknowledge something at that point. Yeah. You can, because <laughs> you could see that you could see the boiling. He was really starting. It was it yeah, was getting man. under Dillashaw's skin for sure. I would love to see more of these. I and I think it's there, such a there's more of this. I don't know if the conversation will ever be released uh john annex said on the his podcast today that uh tj started throwing all throwing a lot of f-bombs around and yeah. couldn't really air it it's much like a nick diaz uh post fight <laughs> right, speech. Nate diaz yeah Nate diaz yeah post fight speech or nick diaz but yeah most, probably either yeah right most recently <laughs> Nate diaz which the only words not censored were uh, uh, conor mcgregor i believe that's commonplace now. Maybe we could set, maybe we could break the, I think it was amount. only, it was only part of Conor McGregor because I think he said fucking in the middle of it. He goes, fuck so. that, Conor McGregor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, and here's the thing. Cruz has been out of action with the exception of one fight for Which largely was four crazy years. Crazy fight. Crazy. And, and he's been out for essentially since he vac- had to vacate the bell due to injury in 2012. So he's been out for a long time, but what he has been doing is doing a lot of UFC tonight. He's been, even as brief as it was, there was a three-man booth for the Fox main event with Cerrone Dos Anjos. Yeah, well that, and he, that kind he, of further, go ahead. Well he only, like they left him uh, they didn't do the entire event with the three of them. They right. did, just they did the, the fight just pass. The, just they did the fight pass. Yeah. They did three fight pass, and then they were going to do the main event, and you know, sixty six seconds. So you couldn't really see. But Cruz is very good uh, as a talker, and in a different way than Conor McGregor, because he's not. He's not as brash. He's not as he's not as uh as not a he's not as self promotive. He's more argumentative and yeah. he uses logic, which and, and right. I'll give you a little uh <laughs> Right, he's not as he's not as artistic as McGregor is in his in his vernacular. Uh, that's one thing I really appreciate about him is he can really paint a picture with his words very well. Oh yeah. Uh yeah, Cruz is just much more to the point and definitely a lot more psychological. Well well, I don't know about more psychological. Yeah. I but... take that back. Yeah, There's not, a lot of psychology going on both of them, but it's, it's, a, it's different a different kind yeah. of stuff. All right, so here's a little clip. Uh, Dillashaw, he's just a talker, man. Cruz, why don't you talk? Because I don't need to. Why? Because I don't want to. You don't want to talk because you don't want to say what you're going to do because you're scared to eat your words. So say it. Tell me. I don't need to. I'll do it right now. This is Cruz. I'm going to beat you because I'm better than you. <laughs> Dillashaw, <laughs> I told you I'll knock your ass out. How? Don't worry about how I'll knock you out. I'll do it. That's how you're going to beat me? No one even hits me. You know, basically, well, he's just... What, what you can't get from reading that out is how how Cruz is hurling words at him. He's throwing them at him at 
at breakneck speeds, and Dillashaw's not even looking at him. No. He's sit he's turned away from him, he's looking out into who, where the broadcast people yeah. are over here, whoever he's, he's looking at the his... he's looking at the key gaffer over here in the corner. You know, he's he's, he's not not making eye contact yeah. and he's trying and, to get his fat eyebrow down <laughs> so he can't see Cruz well. And, and Cruz is just assaulting him with word. He's like, boom, why, boom, yeah, boom, why, like, boom, boom, boom. Better than you. I'm going to do it. You're not going to hit me. Just He's got a counterpunch for, for every reply. And here's the thing. That is a skill, as McGregor definitely demonstrated against Aldo. And it's not a skill that McGregor invented. But if you can win the mental game, if you can break someone mentally before you get into yeah. the fight, that has, you force them to fight emotionally – that's a big thing, you know? Absolutely. If you're just two mixed martial artists that respect each other, like Barrow, Dillashaw, like, he's not worked up. It's a job. But when someone is fucking with you, telling you directly, you're a fake person. Yeah. You're just trying to do what I did, but you're not as good as me. It's like, yeah. you're going to want to shut him up. You're going to be fighting with some semblance of an emotion. And he's in, and it hasn't escalated through Twitter. It's just face to face. He's like, listen, I'm saying this. I'm going to back it up. Why don't you say yeah. something? And it's it's a tremendous advantage, what, what Cruz is doing. And he has been able to hone this skill while he's out of fighting, just by being in the broadcast booth, by being on set of UFC tonight. He's learning how to talk, learning how to be more effective. And he's just, he has so much to pull from. He sees other fighters doing it wrong in the same way that I analyze things as a comedian. You know, I see people doing things. I'm like, I hope I don't do something like that. Like I see holes in the game yeah, yeah. that I try to reflect in my yeah, own performance. Sure. <laughs> so I'm not doing stuff like that. And so when he's able to come out and come out firing like that and have the necessary effect, like TJ Dillashaw, like, I think I'm picking Cruz when it comes down to the, the Boston card. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm with Cruz on this one too. I think, I think, uh, TJ Dillashaw was, has been trying to do what Cruz did. I mean, that's been his whole, I mean, it wasn't, they don't, they don't make any, they don't make any, they don't make any qualms about it when they, they talked to, you know, early on when he first fought Barrow and they were talking about how he's, you know, in and out, in and out, but he's not in and out like, he's like not Cruz is. No. You know, he's not, you know, Cruz is step in, throw three punches, step out, uh, you throw three punches, he's not there anymore. No. Step in, and throw two punches, step out. <laughs> and even like, it, he makes it look so easy, not even just stepping out, just ducking under punches, just like flowing it. And, yep. and Cruz has said what a lot of people are laughing at in, uh, regards to Conor McGregor, that movement is the future of the sport. And I don't know if that he's working with Ido Portal or, or anything like that, but Cruz's movement is so fluid. I mean, not just footwork, but his body movement. And I'm, I'm sure it's only evolved since he, his last time in the octagon last yeah. year, you know? Yep. So very exciting. There's going to be a bigger, um, more in-depth Boston preview, uh, as we get, Closer to the January 17th fight night 81 at uh, TD Bank North Garden. And uh, who knows? Maybe we'll have tickets to, get, to give way to that. We'll You're see. You're going to have to yeah, listen. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll we're working on getting credentials. Yeah. You can come we're, to the weigh-in with us. We're, 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 I'm still working on credentials from uh, from the UFC, so we'll see if we can get in to cover that. But in the meantime, you know, getting in to, to cover CSS, is a, it's a, uh, I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be fun. You know, we're going to be cage side and, you know, being able to, to talk about uh, 
you know, and, and, and. And it's on Access TV. You might have it. Just search your, uh, cable box and, uh, accesstv.com. I think we'll, we'll have early prelims as well, but it's good to, um, to follow not the major leagues in terms of MMA because people can jump up at any time, you know? Yeah, well, and it's nice to see because, you know, people don't just materialize and then the UFC, uh, you know, CM they don't materialize style. in the UFC, CM Punk style. <laughs> they have to go out and, and do work. So a lot of these people that are, you know, that are fighting in here very well, some of these guys could be in the UFC someday, you know? Yeah. Um, so one of our questions was from Paul Landwehr and All right. uh, he asked about concussions being such a big subject. How long should a fighter wait on the sidelines between fights? Some doctors say six months to a year, uh, but some never come back after a head injury. I mean, mm. it, it, I think it all depends yeah, on the person and the nature of the injury. If whether it's someone gets a concussion for sure, they break a bone in their head. And sometimes it's just like the mental aspect of losing a fight and feeling ready to come back. Because, yep. I mean, I've never been badly beaten, savagely beaten by a professional in front of thousands of people and a huge audience on TV. But I imagine you have to build your confidence back up in addition to your body yeah, for and sure. your skill set. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm with you. I've, I've never had that happen either, but I would imagine that there's a lot of, uh, a lot of, psychology that is just as important as the uh being physically capable you know yeah so i think this is like a tough question to 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 say because there's so many minor things and also fighters this is how most of them steep amiotics aside how they make their living so it's like they want to get back out there in the same way that you see the nfl has to have concussion protocols because otherwise an athlete, their competitor, they'll say, nah, I'm ready. Put me back in. Put me back in. No, right. Let me sit out for a while because it might affect but they're if just, I'm able to speak in 20 years. You know, The football is just starting to catch up and they're, you know, yeah. <laughs> how much older than MMA are they? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? So, and, 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 and 40 thing, years older, <laughs> for, yeah. you know, 40 years older, 50 years older than MMA and they're just just starting to catch up with uh, with head injury stuff. Yeah. I mean, I don't, you know, neither of us are going to have any kind of answer for what the time frame is. I think I think it's what you said. It's it's completely depends on the injury and the individual. Yeah. You know, how serious and is what, it? Some people will get a doctor's note from any doctor. I think that like the, right now the UFC, everyone is who fights for the UFC has medical insurance, which is tremendous and also tremendous when you think because there's almost 500 fighters on the current day roster yeah and that's one good thing they're really they really have, have come to the they've stepped the ufc has stepped up as far as they're they're now creating medical centers they're going to create a, a medical center that's just for ufc fighters you know well, that's what that's what i was getting to like i think that they need to be cleared by ufc doctors i mean they have their medical evaluations after the fight you know, I granted, I know the UFC doesn't fight in one location all the time, so there may be some differential there. But yeah, it, it depends. You know, obviously they're going through all the concussion, everything, because that's an athletic commission thing. It's not like their choice not to. So yeah. between fights, I think it's just wait and see when it comes to head injuries. Like that's why there's mandatory um, suspensions given. I mean, Ronda Rousey is still on suspension because of. The beating from November seventh, I think, or maybe it was no November fourteenth, in 
Australia. So. Right, Rain Man. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it was during the Boston Comedy Festival. And I was like, oh, oh right. yeah. Okay. Because I watched it. I did the, all right, there's a little sidetrack here, but the Boston Comedy Festival, it's a huge event every year. And the after party goes until like 1 a.m. I didn't want to leave the party to go watch the fight. And I didn't want to just watch the fight on a tiny iPad <laughs> and let, while a party happened around me. So I bought the fight when I got home, and I was speaking with a comedian, Hasmin Garza, before I left, and I told her, I said, hey, if you want to come over tomorrow, we can watch this and get, like, breakfast or something. Like, we can watch a brunch card, but I'm going to watch it when I get home. And, of course, I go home, get ready to watch it, plug my phone in to leave in my bedroom to go upstairs and watch TV, just get a text from her saying, OMG. So I'm not thinking she texted me, OMG. Bigfoot Silva defeated Mark Hunt. <laughs> like yeah, the yeah. only reason someone would send an OMG at three o'clock in the morning, yeah, is because yes, yeah, uh, you know what? It's I ask friends not to send me anything because there there's too much room for interpretation. I won't spoil it for you. Yeah, right. I just say it's really good. You won't believe I the won't, decision. Yeah, right. Why did you say? It's- <laughs> Yeah, right. They won't believe it's a dis- they won't yeah. believe the decision. Right. Yeah. All right. Great. Now you told me it's a five round fight. Great. Right. I didn't know that beforehand. Yeah. You know, I don't want any information going into the fights. <laughs> I want no information at all. I don't want to know if it's an exciting fight or a boring fight or anything. I want to be totally surprised by the fight. Yeah. I want to be in the moment. You know, it's one of the first. It's one of the only times for me that I can really be in the moment. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a tough thing for me. So it's yeah. And we were so in the moment in that round five, Robbie Lawler thing. Oh my I was like, God. I was like, I was glad my, my roommates came We were home, all like, standing. My roommates go we home like five minutes afterwards and I was like, oh, you guys just missed like the loudest yelling this living room has ever seen. <laughs> we were all standing. It was, we were all standing and we were all right in front of the two. We were all like 12 inches away from the television. We all crowded into the TV and we were all yelling at the TV as the fight was happening. We were all leaning oh on the God. TV after oh like long condit. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, we were all leaning up against the wall afterwards. Yeah, it was incredible. And still unbelievable that, that, that neither man was able to be finished in that either. Yeah, I'm not mad at Lawler in that fight. No, you I'm can't not, be. I'm not. I'm not mad at Lawler. Right? I'm not. I'm not. It's not like I've seen. I've had other fights where people got fucking robbed yeah. and been like, "Screw that guy." Yeah. I'm not mad at him. It was a hell of a fight. It was a close decision. I just think Condit did more to do it. Yeah, but it's you know. Do you think automatic rematch, or do you think that Tyron Wood- Woodley? Oh, gets I it? think that. I th- I don't know how you can't do an automatic. rematch I say rematch, co-main event, UFC 200. Yeah, well, that sounds like a. I think they'll be rested enough. Since Do you know if there's? You seem to have quite a bit of uh, trivia knowledge in your brain in a short period of time. Go and on, an MMA me. fan, so it, which is really impressive to me. But do you know if there has been an event where there were three titles on the line in one card? Ooh. Um. That's a, that is a good question. I. I um maybe. Because that would be. Is that like good at that? I mean, you have to space them out because you, you can't, you can't put, you only have so many, you couldn't do like five titles in a line because you have to, there's, you have to keep events going. If if you're not going to do an event for four months, then sure, do, do five, (laughs) right. Do, do five titles in 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 one night. But, but I wonder if there's been one with three titles in a night. Well, the most, I mean, the last two pay per views before 195 have both had Two, 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 right. I know there's yeah. been a lot with two. I'm yeah. just, I'm, I'm curious if there's been one with three before. Uh, 
While I'm looking it up, most title fights in the UFC on one card. Uh, UFC 33 had three title bite bouts. Oh. There we go. That's fitting because there's three threes in that. UFC, UFC 33. 33 was in, uh, Atlantic City too. Yeah, and that was, uh. I remember that. Cause I, I don't think I, I didn't go to that fight, but I wanted to go just because of the, because, because of the, uh, symmetric value of the numbers. Whatever <laughs> OCD fucking weird reason I had, that's why I wanted to go to that event. Alright, so the, the, the lightweight title, the, uh, the new middleweight title, and the light heavyweight title were all in line. Uh, that was Tito Ortiz against Vladimir. Matt Yushchenko, the yep. Jenner, yep. Yep, who's f- filling in for Vitor Belfort, who hurt his arm while training. And then, uh, Gil Castillo versus Dave Menny for the oh, middleweight. Yeah. I was there Palmer. when Dave Menny won his title. Oh, really? Yeah. Or no. I was there when Dave Menny lost his title. Wow, well, he oh, was, was the first, one of those two. He was the first middleweight champion then, um, Jens Pulver versus Dennis Hallman for the lightweight title. It was considered oh. a, dis- the card was considered a disaster by many, despite the three, uh, title Maybe fights. Maybe I did go to that fight. Failing to captivate the new pay-per-view audience due to the large number of decisions on the card, UFC 33 was in fact the first event where all main event fights went to a decision. Wow. I might have been at that fight. Maybe it was 30. They say Ortiz, uh, Matyashenko and Pulver Hallman have been, uh, the two most uneventful five round fights in UFC history by some metrics. So, well, you know, sometimes you have three fights on a card for the title and it's not always pretty, but sometimes, you know, if you had to make, what would you, I mean, how do you, do you think that they're going to do something like that for UFC 200? Put three titles on the line. I mean, and, I, I and feel like it's going to be. If you had to do it, what would it be? Well, you, I, I mean, you'd have to you'd have to find out who's available. I mean, I okay, the, okay. here's here. This would be the main event or the co-main event for me in my brain would be if 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 it's uh, now I don't know the time frame or if it would be possible now. Yeah, but a lot of be, moving parts. Yeah, a lot of moving parts. But Bones Jones versus Cormier. So yeah. that would be the main event or the co-main event to me. Do you think um, that McGregor would main event over Bones Jones? I do. I yeah, yeah. do too. I, I don't think. Uh, I don't think for long. Um, I don't know what the fuck that means. You don't think? Well, I don't think for long either because McGregor usually does thirteen seconds at a time. Or you know. uh, no, I, I I just meant. Uh, well, it might okay. take a little long for 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 Jones to get his traction back and get his fan base back after uh, after I an absence. I so, but that today, would be but that would be crazy. That would be, uh, you know, if they did, or or what I would like to his this would be my druthers would be McGregor versus Dos Anjos. That would be the main event. Yeah. Because that's huge. It's two titles. It's gigantic. It's, it's, well, I mean, it's only one title that can be two, won. Two champions. Right. It's two champions, but only one title on the line. Right. Yeah, I know that. So, uh, so it would be, that would be the main event, and then Cormier, Bones Jones would be the co-main event. And then, uh, if we were gonna do three, uh, well, it's, uh, they already were saying Rousey, um, Home. Rousey Holmes for 200. So. Yeah, but, but that's t- not, that's not confirmed, especially if Rousey, if the nine month ban that would go past then, 
Actually, no, it wouldn't. But I don't know. Right before, I don't know if there's any champions. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if there's any champions that would agree to be a third. You're gonna. You're not gonna be the. You're not. Oh yeah, I think that the. Here's, you know, here's you think you think Hall, you think you think jo- Bones Jones is gonna go. You're gonna be third on the card. He's gonna go. No, I'll wait till here's, you have to, I'll wait till two o two, and I'll be the main event. Here's Thanks. who I give you for for third on the card for a championship match. Yinjechik Gadelia two, hmm. because that was a split decision when both of them were contenders. Now Ioana's got the title. She fought at one ninety three, hard fought, five round decision. Um, if they don't put her in before, maybe fill it in. 197 is the one that's tentatively scheduled for Madison Square Garden. So if that doesn't happen, and it happens in Vegas, or if they throw it to Europe or something, then I think that's a potential to have Yin Jacek main event that for the strawweight title mm. against Gadelia, which I think would be a good. Well, match if they up. if they uh, if if 197. Uh, if Bones Jones is up for that, they might do that because since he's a New York guy. So. Yeah, no, no, that, so that that's would what be I think. that would be a big. That's what I'm, be a big, I'm only thinking that she would headline it if they didn't get in New York, you know, right? If it ended up being somewhere else, uh, but yeah, interesting. Would you go to uh, 200 Vegas in in Vegas? Yeah, yeah. Well, look, I mean, as, there's more as soon as, soon that, as the as soon as I saw. There was a, a shit article that came out last week that said the a false UFC, flag. yeah, yeah, false, a false, a false flag event. <laughs> uh, the UFC has announced McGregor versus Dos Anjos, and I went, "That's the fucking most exciting fight I could think of right now. That's the that's the most exciting fight. I that's the that's the fight I'd be most excited to see right now, just for the storyline of it. Yeah, you know, and the unprecedented and nature of it. And the, right, yep. Um, and so I was like, I was literally, I had, I had copied the, the link and I had put it in a text to you and I started to type out the text and I went, let me go see if this is real. And then I never got back to it. And then I, then we talked about it. I said, I said, you know, did you see that? And you were like, yeah, that's, and I never saw anything else about it. So I was like, it's gotta be yeah, bullshit. We would but know. I was sending you a text to go, look, we're going <laughs> to fucking road trip to wherever this is happening. If it's oh, happening yeah. in Vegas, we're going. If it's happening in, I really hope from my, uh, pocketbook standpoint that <laughs> it happens in New, York. in New York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a lot easier to get to and you yeah. spend $30 in gas and, Absolutely. you know, $200 in hotel and, you know, yeah, and you're back the next day in your own bed, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of appeal for that. Yeah. Or if you're hardcore, you drive home that night, and you just spend um, thirty bucks on gas <laughs> and five you hour know? energy drinks, right? <laughs> um, so, well, uh, another question. We have we have two more. One thing. Yeah, let's we, wrap we, up our quick questions. We kind of we cut, to go to here. sure. Ray Bryan asked us to break down the Dillashaw cruise thing. I think that we sort of did by talking yeah. about that interview because I think the mental aspect of the game is is so important and Cruz is definitely yeah, ahead in that. Yeah, he's definitely got a black belt in that and uh and oh. Dillashaw's a, a purple belt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's best. got the t-shirt. Yeah. yeah, he's got a he's a no, I'd even say he's a blue belt. He's a blue belt in bullshit talking, so Yeah, but, uh, but I think that it, it 
And listen, but I but I agree, and I just I just think that uh, I, I just think that Cruz is a better athlete. I think he's a better, just a better fighter. I think he gets off quicker. I think he has more tools. I think if Dillashaw can put him on his back, that's the best chance that he has. But I don't think he's gonna I don't think he's gonna win the Bang War. I think it'll be a good stand up fight. I do too. But I don't think he's gonna win that stand up fight. I think that. It's going to be tough. Uh, Dillashaw looked amazing. Not to take anything away from just based on a, a conversation had between Cruz and him. He looked amazing in the rematch against Barrow. Like his kickboxing yeah, it was, off, next it, was level. Off the, it was off the charts. He's, it really he's is. He's improved so much in the last three years. And I do. All the I controversy aside with him leaving Team Alpha Male and training now at Team Elevation and Bang Ludwig and, and everything. Like, okay. Perfect scenario. Dillashaw retains the title and fights Faber next. And so you have Mr. Miyagi versus Danielson, so to speak, <laughs> you know. But I think that Cruz intends to be the spoiler, and he doesn't give a fuck. Like, he'll take on Faber. Do, do they fight in WEC? I know they're supposed to fight in he. That's UFC. his only loss. Okay. Only, it's only, it's Cruz's only losses to Faber. In WEC. In WEC. So but to- he avenged that loss also in the WEC. Okay. So they fought twice in the WC. They were supposed to fight in UFC. It got scrapped due to injury. So either of those I like. What do you, I mean, I know we both picked Cruz to win the fight, but if you were to say, if you were making a movie of Dillashaw, uh, Faber story. Let me just correct, because you said, I I have to go back and listen to it, but I think you said, the Miyagi sign, you said, uh, Dillashaw Barrow. Oh, I'm you sorry. You meant to say Favorite. Dillashaw Favor. Yeah, right. yeah. Barrow so, is, he's like the, the I knew sensei. what you meant. I knew what you meant, but I, uh, but I, I think you, oh, yeah. I think you did say Barrow, but you meant, you meant Favor, and Absolutely. that's the fight that I, if, if he retains the title, that's the fight I want to see, and that's the one that I think they're going to get the most mileage out of. I know, and, and there's such the a most... story behind that, that they're going to be able to really put a lot of shit talking videos behind that, and, and, uh, you know, I mean, it, it, uh, Faber is not the best shit talker, but he's all right. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I think he, can, he, li- I he, think he learned. All right. a, he learned a thing or two by coaching oh, alongside for sure against Colin, for Conor McGregor sh- for sure. <laughs> and if you think about it, Conor McGregor made this fight with the snake yeah, in the right, grass. The, right, right, he's a snake right, in the grass. Right, he with did, the snake in the grass he comment. Was, he yeah. was doing what Cruz was doing, <laughs> talking shit directly to Faber. About exactly. Dillashaw, with Dillashaw right there. But he goes, oh, you see, it was him. a very similar reaction, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, well, I, so, it, yeah, no, it was a very similar uh, reaction. Well, Dillashaw had uh, nothing uh, Faber, to say. But, but Faber didn't have as much to say either, but he let it roll off his back a little bit more. He was able to keep his composure a yeah. little bit more. He w- wasn't uh, physically as obviously angry about it mm-hmm. as Dillashaw. But Dillashaw, you could see, he was pissed. He wanted to get the fuck up out of that seat oh, yeah. and go over there and get <laughs> get it on right now. He was he was antsy. He was fidgety. He was moving around. He oh, did yeah. not like to be fucking talked to no, like that. Oh, not at you all. Know? Not at all. And then it didn't come to, I mean, and that was taping of tough, you know, it doesn't air for months. And of course, it had come to, not to blows, but he had left TJ had left Team Alpha Male um, by that right, point. Right, by so, the time that the show came out. Mystic yeah. Mac strikes <laughs> Mystic again. Mac. <laughs> yeah. um, and what was the... What the was last question, last was, question. It was sort of... Uh, granted, he, he asked us before listening to the previous episode, but uh, Tim McIntyre, uh, jiu-jitsu practitioner and comedian... Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he asked us... Where does he, where's Tim trained, do you know? Um, I don't know. It's, a, it's in Malden. 
But uh, yeah, well, he would be a, good, a great guest to have on here. And I'll yeah, say, yeah, I owe him a T-shirt. He he used to be the co-owner of Motley's Comedy Club, and I played on their softball team, and we won a championship. So I made championship T-shirts. Oh, nice! And you have still have a couple yeah, in the I box got, waiting well, for I, one. I got one for him, <laughs> and I spelled his name wrong. But he didn't play oh, on the team. That's great. Yeah, <laughs> not, I, mean, I, I would I would I would like that shirt better if somebody <laughs> spelled my name wrong. It would be it would be a funner shirt yeah. for me so not not great fuck tim mcintyre but just great that it's yeah. for it's i would value it more point. to me it would be a funner shirt hey, if, i used to own this comedy club and they can't spell they, can't, they don't even know my fucking name it was my club nice yeah. <laughs> so it's uh, a funnier shirt anyway absolutely so. hopefully uh, so he just asked us to, to speak to the the one championship weight cutting incident uh we did touch on that last week a yeah bit. we talked about it a little bit it's it's but they've but uh, what i like is and Big John McCarthy comes into this because he was on a group that proposed new weight divisions just to be used, not for the UFC, not for Bellator, but for these organizations to use should they want to. Because, for instance, UFC has never had a super, uh, a super heavyweight division, but they can. Right. They can yeah. have that. But they just don't because they don't think there's enough talent to foster that division. I mean, there's barely any for heavyweight. Yeah, there's 30 I, fighters. I, I, I tend to agree. I yeah. think if they if they implemented it, yeah, I don't see the uh, you know. Yeah, why would you have a belt for potentially five guys? Right. You know. It's, yep. There's just not enough. It's so way more why, spectacle than it is. It's not as entertaining to see. You know, if you watch, you know, Bob Sapp and Hung Man Choi, it's not. They're both gassed in the first minute and a half. It's right. like, <laughs> you know, they're yeah. not. You know, they can be some great knockouts, and those they're great. But when you see two guys just hanging on to each other for twenty minutes, that's not a very yeah. interesting fight. So that's something that we can explore in a future uh, non time dependent uh thing where we talk about weight cutting uh in general and all the things that, that could be done but yeah i think a few new weight divisions would help uh, certain I, parts of the ufc especially when there's big gaps you know between welterweight and middleweight and even the dividing the heavyweight a lot a, a little bit too yeah i mean i guess i could see where you you know divide you, you know you went from 205 to 225 and then you know, and then maybe 225 and above is considered super heavyweight, or I don't know. But I, I think know. a 165 division, get rid of 170, 165 would be good because there's guys that that make 170 that are fairly small, and you know. I mean, I I, I like what the uh, what one championship is doing. Uh, well, they they've talked about a couple of things, and I don't know which one they're going to implement or if they're going to implement both. Uh, but the first one they were talking about is having stringent and constant um, weigh-ins by fighters and that fighters would need to be within a certain percent. I don't know if it was percentage or poundage. Yeah. Percentage makes more sense. Yeah, percentage uh, of body weight. Because, you, you know, height and- five pounds, uh, five pounds percentage at heavyweight is much more different than a five pounds uh, leeway at at uh lightweight so a percentage would make more sense so you'd have to be within uh you know uh you'd have a three percent window uh, yeah to to make your weight or something like that 
on a on a constant basis they have like they're they're talking about having uh uh scales hooked up to computers and you'd have to walk up to your computer or you'd have to come you'd have to have people come into your gym and weigh you on a regular basis you'd have to be consistently at a certain weight you know within whatever percentage that is of your weight so it's we'll call it poundage so you have to be within five pounds of your normal weight all the time um and then if you're not uh then you can't fight it that weight and i think it's you know I think it's a good thing to have everybody be fighting at their natural weight. I agree with it, and I, I, I mean, it's a bummer that that dude uh, had to die because of it, but it's, you know, it's but been happening, it's person, been happening yeah. for years in amateur wrestling, you know? I mean, wrestlers are the weight cutters of the world, you know? Yeah. There's no, <laughs> they're the, they're the weight cutters of the world, and people have died from, from weight cut wrestling for a long time, and it's a, you know, it's an unfortunate thing. It's, uh, and it's something. So that was the one thing they talked about having constant weigh-ins. And the other thing they talked about was just blanket taking everyone in their promotion and putting everyone in their promotion up one weight class. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're a lightweight, you're now a welterweight. If you're a welterweight, you're now a middleweight. If you're a middleweight, you're now a light heavyweight. You know, yeah. everyone just goes up one weight class and, uh, you know, but there are people that are dropping two weight classes. Well, that's you know? the thing. I think like, it's just people don't need to be educated about the effects and because some people can do it. Some people are good at cutting weight and some people are not. And I mean, when you see guys come in that are so gaunt, like when you see McGregor, when you watch McGregor at the weigh-ins, he looks like a fucking skeleton. That's scary. You shouldn't be, you shouldn't be engaging in a pugilistic endeavor in 24 hours where your fucking life is basically on the line. Yeah. You're fighting for your life in 24 hours, but today you're an emaciated mess that has to move gingerly so you don't pass out. Yeah. You know, you have to walk gingerly to the weigh-ins so you don't fall down and crack your head open because you have no fucking electric lights left in your body and it's you know your bone is clinging your your muscles are clinging to your bone by fucking sweat yeah. has dried up you know yeah. whatever i don't know what well it's, i think yeah, yeah. I but think i agree important. with all of it i yeah. like i like both those ideas in the in in one yeah and they, and it's up to the promotions to take them and, and and i think that they will because they don't want the ufc doesn't want someone to die in the ring as a result of the octagon rather because of weight cutting so uh, but it's why not that's not the question is why not why not have everybody fight at their own weight what's what are people worried about people are the yeah, whole but, reason people cut weight is to get an advantage that's the whole reason that people cut weight is to get an advantage because there's a lot of 155ers that, or whatever, pick your weight class, that are not too far off from 155. Maybe they walk around at 165, yeah. 162. So they have to just diet a little bit in the week and then they step on the mm -hmm. scale. But there are guys that cut down from 175 to 155. Yeah. You know, or 180 to 155. I mean, McGregor walks around around 170 and. Right. He's, he's, count, he's cutting one, right. 35 pounds he's cutting to get, he's. Yeah. So. But I think that getting back to even the concussions thing saying that UFC should have doctors on staff, you know, that work with all the fighters, not just Diego Sanchez's doctor might be more likely to write a prescription for something or diagnose one thing. You know, like if they right. have a team of doctors and I think that Here's a name that has popped up with a lot of fighters who have been able to utilize a, a nutritionist 
for the weight cut and have given nothing but glowing reviews, and that's George Lockhart, who has mm-hmm. worked with Cyborg from Invicta, who's fighting next weekend, Conor McGregor most recently, and uh, a number of other fighters to properly cut weight and rehydrate without an IV. Yeah. Eating well, they, healthy, you know, the, like eat an almond at eleven o'clock. Eat, the the UFC is partnered with uh, what's the other crazy nutritionist who I can't think of his damn name. The I don't know guy that everybody goes on. He's been working with everybody. The only name is George like, Lockhart. Nah, he, there's, he's a he's a jitsu guy too. But okay. he's a he was actually a fighter. He was an MMA fighter, and you know it when I, if and when I can think of his okay. name. I think I may, the, we uh, may have seen him on the Embedded's. Uh, I think I know who you're talking he about. Had, he, he may have worked with Cormier in the last one, but for yeah, 192. He, prep. Uh, I can't think of the name. I can't think of it. He has the thing called his method too, so it's his name and the method. So it would be the Kona method or the whatever Fibonacci it is. Method? So. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, anyway, weight class, it's always going to be a, a, a bone of contention, so to speak, when it comes to mixed martial arts. And, uh, you know, when you can't make one rule for all fighting bodies, it's going to be difficult to get everyone. But I think people are on the same page that they don't want people to die. Um, it's going to be tough to get people to do same day weigh-ins. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, the reason that we do it 24 hours in advance is so uh, no no one dies in the ring, such as the Boom Boom Mancini, Dong Hyung yeah. Kim uh, incident. Uh, a couple little blurbs of news. I mentioned Cyborg fighting next week. It will be at 145 for Invicta. There were talks that she was going to do a test run at dropping down to 140 to fight. Uh, when Ronda Rousey lost to Holly Holm, that kind of got thrown out the door. She sort of saw her paycheck, potential paycheck, yeah. <laughs> uh, go up in flames in the same way that, uh, Dustin Poirier and Joe Duffy probably saw their fight of the night bonus go up in flames. Oh, I felt so the, bad for those as soon guys. As soon as the fifth round got going yeah. for Lawler Condit. But well, uh, I, I was announcing that by the third round. I was like, I was like, sorry, Duffy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Duffy got, uh, I want to say exposed, but he, but Poirier was very impressive in his latest uh, lightweight, not lightweight. Uh, yeah, he's a lightweight, one fifty five in his in his latest bout. He's undefeated since he lost to Conor McGregor uh, back in the day in his last. Lightweight. That was a hell of a fight. It was definitely fight of the night. It's it's too bad. Three when you round get too- fight of the night, almost certainly. Like maybe yeah, the main it's- event should be its own thing, you know? Because I think that those guys gave it all. They said that Poirier may have broken his palate in that fight. He definitely got his nose broken in two places. Duffy didn't even make it back from the hospital at the press conference. Uh, He was cut up pretty bad. Um, Well, we we already talked a little bit about weight cutting. After losing in his first uh, light heavyweight championship bid, Cowboy Cerrone is moving up to welterweight to take up the main event against Tim Means. On FS1 from Pittsburgh. Dirty bird. February 21st. Tim Means, of course, is coming off a big win, uh, that I saw at the Nami Yunus Van Sant card fight night on, uh, Fight Pass USA back in Vegas where he defeated local boy John Doomsday Howard. Means looked very impressive in that, um, but is a big underdog to Cerrone making his welterweight debut in February. But I got Means on this one. I think Cerrone is a broken man mentally because he's he said it in the past he does all these 
extreme sports and fun things to do fight week to get him off thinking about when entering the octagon because he gets extremely nervous about it. Mm. That's not a good sign. He's an exciting fighter when he gets going. But he's notoriously a slow starter. Yeah, I mean, and that you're was a, a slow starter when your head's not in the fight game like the last week, you know? Exciting well, fighter when he's going, but. Yeah, that was a, it was a disappointing him. fight yeah. against Dos Anjos. It was, uh, it was not what I expected, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I expect, I expected a, a long, much longer fight. I thought it was gonna be, I thought if there was gonna be a stoppage, it would be in the third or fourth or fifth round. Yeah. You know? So, uh, what, what do you see, uh, with this move up to welterweight? Uh, I don't, you know, I, I mean, I, I tend to think, I you think tend, he was I tend to agree with, cut, the cut. I mean, he looked, you know, I, I don't know if that's mentally or physically. Yeah, but. I don't know why that, what the choice, why he chose to move up. Um, you know, I don't know if it was a, if it was a weight cutting thing or just an opportunistic thing. Yeah. You know, or if it was just a, like an extra paycheck. It was like, you know, how fast do you want to get up there? You want to get up there for this? Would you? And would he's you, still the would big you be draw, to, the cowboy. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm a fan of his. I, I, I really like the way that he fights and I, most of the time when he really goes in and gets after it. I mean, which was ties. all the time leading up to this. What do you have a seven fight win streak? Yeah, it was, it was Dominate. insane. Yep. Um, I, you know what? I don't, I, I can't, I can't quite go against. Cerrone quite yet, you know. I'm not ready to give up on him, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Cerrone on okay. this one for now. I, and we're not we're not picks. We just I, it, yeah, yeah. It was just announced when they made the title thing. Yeah, yeah. And another fighter who tried his hand at a, uh, his fourth weight class, Diego Sanchez, is moving uh, back to lightweight from after one bait, one bout at, at featherweight. Yeah, I think that's about. All that he should do down there. Yeah, and, <laughs> and he's, that's a he's pretty, the last that's a surviving crazy member cut. of uh, Tough Season One. Yep. And uh, there, two two little things. Another one replacement replacing smiling Sam Ivy. Well, he's the only he's the only uh, remaining one in the still in the UFC, in the UFC. from Tough. There are still fighters that from UFC. Sure, Koscheck is, is in, still in, in Bellator. Bellator. Yep. Um, the the lone UFC survivor from Tough Season One. And then we have a late, re- not a late replacement, but a, a replacement for the 21st card taking the place of Smiling Sam Ivy is uh, a decidedly more threatening nickname for a guy. And that's Olawali the Holy War Angel Bambos. <laughs> Man, you, you go from which, fighting Smiling Sam Ivy to the Holy War Angel. He which, was a guy, which part is his nickname? <laughs> uh, well, the, the Holy the War Angel Wally is his middle the, name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Old Wally might be the nickname, and the other one is like his given name. <laughs> yeah. Well, I am the Holy War, War Angel. I'm the Holy War Angel? Nice. That's me, yes. Yeah. Oh, you've heard about me. <laughs> It'll be his second fight in the UFC, both of which were on short notice. Um, I forget who he replaced the first time, but uh, he lost to Uriah Hall. Pretty devastating fashion. But Bambos, from watching some of his kickboxing videos, he can hurt you. Mm. <laughs> he just has to learn a little bit of discipline. He actually, after that first fight, he said he was going to be training with um, with Hall in New York because yep. that's where they're both based. So you know, hopefully they could have learned something from each other. And the last thing that I have is Martin the Hitman Campman retired uh, from active MMA competition. So, you know, it's worth mentioning when someone hangs up the gloves and he's he's from Denmark, so he's going to be uh, hanging out there. So maybe he'll become an analyst 
Or maybe he'll just become a, a killer for hire. I don't know. The hitman. <laughs> that's his name. Well, I think he's, uh, I think he's at the, or he was for a minute, uh, at the Team Alpha Male. I think he was there. He was their kind of replacement well, for, for TJ? No, for, for TJ's coach, for, um. Oh, oh, for, for Bang. For, uh, Ludwig. Ludwig. Yeah, yeah. Huh? So he, so, yeah, Campman was their kind of replacement. And I, I think he's still their striking coach over there. Yeah. But I don't well, know the article said he's, he's retiring back to his native Denmark, so maybe he just separated himself out. from the sport. But hope, don't separate yourself from the sport. And like we said, if you want to come check us out, uh, hang out with us. Win a pair of free tickets to CES MMA. Just tweet at MMAniacs pod on Twitter and, uh, hashtags CES MMA XXXII. Cap'n. And, um. I think just CES MMA. You yeah, that's You'll probably get Whatever. away with that. If you tweet anything yeah. at us, <laughs> we'll see right. it. And we'll Hashtag dirty underwear. Alright, you got the tickets. <laughs> Alright. Please do not bring any dirty underwear. Uh, and you can, you can also, uh, you can ask questions on Twitter. Or you can send us email at, uh, podcast at gmail.com. Um. Yeah, if you have suggestions for uh, topics you want us to cover uh, on a future one. Anybody you'd like us to interview. Join our fantasy league where, where, <laughs> where you can see how well I picked and uh, if and Nick how broke three <laughs> in, in his pick. We'll try to be more on the same page so I don't pick against who I really want to pick. We don't have a Arlovsky, Miocic. That's um, right. You created that. It was your own fault. <laughs> if you want to check out uh, Nick you, you know, live... Yeah, you, you performing besides tonight in Plainfield, Mass. You got any gigs coming up with the band? Uh, we got one on Saturday. I don't know if I'll have this up by Saturday. Okay. So, well, uh, but uh, Saturday I'm down. <laughs> Saturday I'm down at the uh, Knickerbocker Cafe in Westerly, Rhode Island, which is a kind of a world famous club that's been around forever and ever. And big Rhode Island weekend for you. Yeah, that's right. Rhode Island all weekend. All right, maybe I'll just stay down there Friday night. <laughs> cool. And, you know, find you on Twitter at Mr. Nick NH. I'm on Twitter at Matt Kona. If you want to come see me do comedy, I got some gigs coming up. You could see me at the Roast Battle at Davis Square Theater on January 28th. And uh, that's the main thing I want to talk about. Thanks. Oh, I do have one. Sorry, I oh, do perfect. have I do have an important one. You made me think about it because it's Davis. It's also in Davis Square. Oh, cool. Uh, on oh uh, yeah, the last Johnny D's. Man. Yeah, well, it's not it's not for you. the yeah for me. So uh, Thursday, January twenty first, uh, I have a big show with uh, pretty much. Good lord, it's just like the whole Boston blues community is going to be there. Um, I mean, you got Tony Lynn Washington, uh, Cheryl Arena. We got. Uh, uh, Paul Rochelle and Annie Rains, Racky Thomas, uh, James Montgomery, um, Phil Pemberton, uh, all I mean, the, the list goes on. It's the Holy so, War Angel yeah, Bank. The Holy War, right? <laughs> the, it's a crazy lineup, but it's a Thursday night. It was the only way I'd be able to get that many heavy hitters from the Boston Blues scene there. But it's, it's the Boston Blues scene says goodbye to Johnny D's, unfortunately. It's a closing. historic venue. They've had blues and comedy and, and uh, tons of other stuff over the years right in the heart of Davis Square. So, so go uh, see Matt. Go see me. Go out and uh, support live comedy and support live music. And, uh, and uh, live fighting at Twin Rivers Friday or, or tune in on TV and hear us break it down afterwards. That's right. 
Thanks for thanks for a wonderful round two, Matt Kona. Yeah. I'll see you on round two point five or three. We'll see. <laughs> see you back in the Toctagon. And the back in the Toctagon. <laughs> That's right. Awesome.